This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. to connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. You're listening to Roseanne from Community Waikato and I have with us uh, in the studio today our guests. We have John Moore who's the Chief Executive of Yellow Brick Road and also with us Viv Head who's the Regional Midlands, sorry, Midlands Regional Manager for Yellow Brick Road. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Kia ora. Yeah, hey, look, great opportunity to have you along today to hear about the co-papa of Yellow Brick Road uh, for our listeners out there. So, John, if we start with you, maybe you can just give us a, a bit of an overview of who actually is Yellow Brick Road. Yeah, um, I guess the starting point is that uh, we support the families of people experiencing mental illness. So it's a real point of difference in the in the mental health sector. The, the mental health sector is predominantly designed around uh, supporting people who are struggling with their own mental well-being. We support the Fano that support them. Uh, so we think of Fano as being the biggest and most important provider of mental well-being support in Aotearoa. We think putting energy into supporting them is uh, a really important way to support mental well-being in Fano in communities. Um, yeah, it's a holistic and sustainable way of doing things, but often it's neglected. Uh, as an approach. So we are, we are flying that flag proudly. That's great to hear. And probably just in relation to where did the name Yellow Brick Road come? Am I testing you on this one? No, that's a really good question. I often forget to answer it because it's a bit of an odd name. Um, so Yellow Brick Road started its life 46 years ago, something like that, as Schizophrenia Fellowship. Um, so obviously the, the co-papa there was supporting the families of people um, who had recently had a diagnosis of schizophrenia. It was a pretty new thing in those days and um, it really was started by mostly parents who got this diagnosis, who went through a journey of understanding what that meant, what that meant for supporting their loved one, what that meant for understanding their loved one and they wanted to help other um, parents, other people in their situation to understand what was going on and providing support to them. So it evolved into supporting families to, to support a, you know, a wider range. Schizophrenia is obviously um, a real niche and, and um, there are mental well-being needs beyond just that diagnosis. Then uh, a number of those branches, so the, the supporting families were independent branches around the country, um, a lot of them came together and decided that there would be strength in numbers. So they, they merged and they went under this process of, right, what should we call ourselves now? And Yellow Brick Road, uh, there was real um, uh, positive regard for the yellow and the logo that supporting families had. Supporting families sort of just described what, um, what we did, uh, but it was very generic. So the Yellow Brick Road was... Um, was to be a bit different, to stand out, so um, hopefully people could find us. We think it does work as a metaphor. If you think about um, mental well-being, what we would say is that it's not about uh, the expert behind the curtain that has the answer to your problems. It's actually about the journey you go on, the people you go on that journey with, and finding that you have these answers and you have these strengths 
Um, but it's about, uh, yeah, have, having good company on that journey, not about having an expert at the end of it. We also have um, the name Tuahapu Aho Aho, which was gifted to us by Rangatani and the Wairarapa in um, recognition for the work that we do there. And that's uh, an, our name we have great affection for. And that, again, is about sort of a, a gateway, a starting point for, for learning and knowledge and light. So um, we've got a couple of names. Oh, that sounds really great. And I think that the yellow totally resonates, I think, with me, with sunshine yeah. uh, and maybe positivity. And hope. And hope, mm. yeah. And and looking at potentially, you know, what can be the strengths rather than always looking at the, the deficits, isn't it, of yeah, something. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So the uh, support you provide um, to Fano who've got loved ones with mental challenges, is this across the board, you know, from the whole continuum of, of different you know parts of mental health? Yeah, or? again um, we're, we're the odd one out in that regard too, so the mental health system is quite defined mm. by eligibility diagnosis um, and the people that we support aren't so there's the answer of what it says in our contract and there's the answer, you know, that is what actually that looks like in practice. And the cool thing about working with Fano is that they don't have that label of service user or clients, you know. They're defined by the fact that they are invested in the well-being of their loved one. So people get in touch with us because they're struggling uh, to support their loved one or, you know, they're burnt out supporting their loved one. And our, um, our question isn't around what the diagnosis is and what's your NA. Uh, we're looking to, right, well, what can we do to help you? And that journey usually starts with uh, the well-being of the person in the first place, you know, looking at their resilience and, and looking at um, their batteries and how well-equipped they are for supporting their loved one. And it's a great place to work, as you can imagine, when you've got someone whose um, life revolves around someone else's well-being. We get to say to that person, how are you doing? And that's a really powerful place mm. to start with supporting someone. It's really important that that metaphor of putting on your own oxygen mask first, it's, you know, it's, it's overused, but it's extremely valid and really relevant. And it's often something that Farno forget um, in their desire for their loved one to be well. Yeah, it's it's a bit like, you know, if you can't look after yourself, how can you look after others? Absolutely. Um, and we, we use it quite often. Similar term um, in our kaupapa is around if you can't lead yourself, how can you then also lead others? So sort of similar, that whole needing to, to look after your well-being. Uh, is, is critically important, yeah. isn't it, these days? Yeah, Yeah, and it can be really isolating. Um, people that are supporting a loved one through mental illness, whether that's um, isolation that comes from the fact that they're too tired to do anything for themselves and having their own sort of social life, whether it's um, isolation because they don't feel like they can talk about what's going on for them because of stigma, because of um, you know the fear that uh, this is about them not coping and not doing the right thing. So uh, reducing stigma and isolation is really important and, again, um, a healing place. And I think, you know, so many of us, you know, I think it's ingrained in us that, you know, oh, we shouldn't show vulnerability. Um, but um, it sounds like it's a great opportunity for people to know that there's other sort of people probably going through similar um, challenges in life as they are with the Afano. Yeah, um, and somewhat related to that, um, our... Our model of mental health in, in New Zealand can be quite tied, and as I said, to diagnosis. There's a sense that um, that uh, you require a certain knowledge in order to support someone to be well when they're going through mental well-being challenges, and that can leave Fano. Um, trying to fight hard to get their loved one into services or fight hard for 
services for their loved one and they neglect the fact that actually they are the expert when it comes to their loved one. They know um, what makes them well, what makes for a good day, what makes for a bad day. So supporting them to um, explore what they already know to support well-being is really important because for anyone, regardless of whether you've got a mental health diagnosis or not, um, well-being comes from the people that are around you, the, the way you spend your time, what gives you meaning, all that sort of quality of life stuff. And that doesn't require clinical insight to do. It requires um, connection and, and whānau are a huge part of that. It's great to hear for everyone. So if we've got a whānau out there that's, you know, does have um, a family member that's struggling with mental health, um, what sort of support is there out there? You know, what sort of support can you provide to them? Yeah, um, so we have, uh, I guess, a lot of ways of supporting people. Like I said, it tends to start with your well-being. You know, how are you looking after yourself? Uh, then we look at, well, what specific information is relevant to your situation? What's going to help you understand what's going on? If you've got a loved one that's behaving in a way that's challenging, understanding their behaviour through a lens of, you know, uh, the psychology that underpins that can be really useful to, to maintaining a connection with someone that's challenging that particular time. Um, also how you support someone is, is something that we want to help people with. Um, often uh, support can be uh, quite related to, to compliance and things like that. Um, a lot of it comes from fear, a lot of negative things come from fear as well, particularly where you've got parents of a, a young person that's behaving in a certain way. Fear can um, manifest in those parents avoiding having a conversation with their with their young person for fear of saying the wrong thing. Mm. Um, or fear can come from uh, worrying about the consequences of their behaviour and trying to take control for what their young person does. And that can drive a rift between families as well. So thinking about how we support um, whānau to support their loved one to make positive choices and look at what their motivation for doing that is as opposed to trying to take control of their behaviour or um, trying to, to avoid them in the hope that that, um, that that it takes care of itself. So there's that. Um, we, we like peer support models, so we like to get um, people who are in similar circumstances in the same room and um, introduce them to useful information but also introduce them to um, whānau who are going through something similar that, that can really reduce that isolation um, and, uh, and and often people uh, question whether they're doing the right thing when they are doing the right thing and therefore talking to other um, families and getting that encouragement to keep doing what they're doing and, and staying there can be really useful as well. It's great to hear. All right. Well, look, uh, John's done quite a lot of talking so far, so I think we'll um, take a little little break uh, and um, we'll have a song and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about um, some of the other key aspects of Yellow Brick Road and maybe how to contact them and, and maybe also how you can get involved yourself. And uh, if you're very keen to maybe look at donating or supporting in some financial way as well, I'm sure John and Viv would love to hear from you. So, yeah, we're just going to uh, take a break and listen to Peking, Peking Man and lift your head up high. With many Yeah. 
And we're back again here, listeners, and uh, you're listening to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. This is Roseanne from Community Waikato, and I have with us in the studio John Moore, the Chief Executive, and Viv Head, who's the Midlands Regional Manager for Yellow Brick Road. So welcome back to you both. Thank you. Kia ora. So we talked a little bit um, before about who is Yellow Brick Road and, the, and your kopapa and, and some of the services that you provide, and potentially we'll take the opportunity now maybe to put you in the hot spot and uh, just talk a little bit more from a, a Midlands perspective, which I understand is is the Wakato and Taranaki um, sort of rohi areas. Um, just, yeah, maybe for someone in our, you know, one of our listeners, uh, maybe, yeah, you can just fill us in a little bit more. Yeah, sure. So Yellow Brick Road is a uh, national organisation, although we're not yet everywhere. And John, I think, is going to talk about that national perspective in a few minutes. But we are in the Waikato, uh, primarily in Hamilton, North Waikato and South Waikato, we have offices. Also, uh, we cover areas out to uh, Raglan, um, Kafia, uh, Tikawiti, uh, down to Tamaranui. And uh, we also have offices in Taranaki, South Taranaki and North um, Taranaki and New Plymouth. Uh, So that's our main focus area in the Midlands region at the moment. Um, and our services are, John's been talking about, our whānau support, which is our one-to-one service where people come in and uh, we meet them and they tell their story and we provide them with that support. Uh, and um, we advocate for them if they need advocacy um, with other organisations or help them navigate the mental health system, which can often be very confusing for whānau to try and understand and find their way through. Um, and we offer programs in the Waikato too, as they do in other offices around um, Yellow Brick Road around the country. And our programs at the moment are currently around um, emotional dysregulation and supporting whānau to understand and help manage life on a day-to-day basis with a loved one who has some forms of emotional dysregulation. And, um, and also... Um, 
we are looking at some Stepping Out for Women programs, which is about assisting women who often carry a heavy load to do focus on self-care and uh, putting on their own oxygen mask mm-hmm. first, as John mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, so that they can uh, yeah, better life, manage life better um, for themselves and looking after their loved ones. Um, and we, our, our programs are also um, in other areas around the country with other kinds of programs to be offered too. So depending on what the demand is, uh, um, shapes the programs that we offer as well. Um, we have a service here in the Waikato too. We're very fortunate um, mm. up at the Henry Bennett Centre, uh, which is the more acute end of the um, mental health um, uh, environment is uh, we have a family facilitator up there who mm. works with Fano, whose loved one is at that more acute end of their mental health um, status and they um, the, our fa- fam- family facilitator works with the Fano to help them navigate that more intense time as well mm. uh, which is a really useful service we find because family who come to us are often uh, overwhelmed and a bit lost but particularly so when their loved one's in crisis mm. and so they do need that extra support in our family facilitator roll up at um, Waikato um, Hospital in the Henry Bennett Centre is a really important role too so yeah it's the range of services we provide we um, in terms of if you want to access our services it's we have an open door policy. Um, John talked about eligibility. Basically, if you've got a loved one who has mental health um, challenges and you need support, the door is open from our perspective. And you can knock on the door in terms of coming to our offices in Tirapa, or you can telephone us, you can access us through the website, our website, um, or um, if you're already receiving services for your loved one, you can ask them to help you refer, be referred to Yellow Brick Road. Our door is open. That's really great to hear. So just to clarify that, so you don't have to be referred. You can just uh, knock on the door, as you say. Self-referral is fine. Yeah, Yeah. and and because I think for some people, and we talked a bit before, John, around the stigma, uh, you know, for a family member to be struggling with, with mental health issues. And for some families, it's like, I don't want anyone else to know about this. Right. Um, but if they know that there's a service there where they can come and... And it's uh, a confidential service as well. So, yeah, of course. All right, Hal, that's that's awesome to hear. And just following up on about, um, you know, sort of the service you provide for Fano, where people are in the Henry Bennett Centre. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually your, your um, co-papa or not, but I, I had, unfortunately, a friend of mine um, went through a difficult stage and uh, had been admitted to Henry Bennett and her husband and, and daughter really did struggle but I know they did get some support and it may have been through your facilitator up there I'm not I'm not sure um, yeah, the team but, up there are really uh, awesome at actually recognizing when families are struggling and mm, providing a referral to Yellowbrook Road yeah. or to other services that might be needing to be involved with the family so that's really great yeah, yeah and I think especially um, the the daughter was only sort of like about 15 16 at the time that mm. you know difficult sort of stage mm-hmm. uh, and really was struggling but uh, I know um, they got some really great support and advice to, to help them through the journey as, as well as um, their mum as well. Now uh, you were saying that John maybe have a bit more information that you'd like to share from a nationwide perspective. Yeah I, I, at the start of the quarter all I, I talked about how we're the odd one out um, mm. in terms of an approach that supports Fano as opposed to supports people who are identified as having um, you know a mental illness or mental well-being challenge and and being the odd one out um, has its advantages um, because we can be really flexible around our eligibility criteria how we can take a, a can-do approach to supporting um, whomever, whomever asks for help 
um, and being the right door. But it um, it does create a lot of challenges, and uh, we consistently hear from people that we support that they wish they'd known about Fano support earlier. People go through an awful lot um, without really considering that they could get support for themselves mm. because the mental health sector is so dominated by this approach of um, uh, working with an individual and fixing individuals, you know, and, and returning them back to the community. And like I said, that, that approach um, in most cases isn't, isn't the approach that works. We cover... 55, 60% of the country or something like that, and we will be the largest um, Fano support provider. There's some other great Fano support providers as well. But the, the lack of awareness is a real challenge, um, and we have massive aspirations for Fano support. We, we think that this is the right way to support well-being. Um, our health system is completely overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and when it's always reacting to issues um, as opposed to empowering the people that have capacity and are doing the work anyway in order to support each other, that seems to us to be a sustainable way of doing it. And, and we are, um, we're pushing hard for national contracting of Fano services to have um, that as a, as a default way that we help each other as opposed to um, trying to get individual time-limited support to people just when things are going badly. And, and we see that the the criteria, the threshold for getting support just gets higher and mm. higher. And the statistics say that um, there are more people struggling with their mental well-being. Um, there are more people who are waiting, trying to get into services. Um, uh, empowering Fano to be that first port of call for really good support just is a really smart way of doing things. So we're, we're pushing hard to um, to get uh, national recognition of the need for Fano support. Um, but we're also looking to raise funds ourselves in order to be able to take matters in our own hands and, and use that name that we've got um, mm. with that shiny, hopeful yellow logo um, so, so people can um, associate something with this movement towards supporting whānau um, to support um, well-being outcomes for people that are struggling. So we're certainly looking to do that. So um, if that message resonates with you, we'd love to hear from you and talk to you about um, how you might be involved. Uh, we certainly have volunteers that, um, that help us deliver programs, all sorts of programs, right through to um, suicide postvention programs. Um, but also we're looking for people to, to you know, um, support us with, with fundraising and, and contributing towards helping us raise the resources that we need in order to employ people to um, be able to offer services to anyone in Aotearoa who is struggling in silence, um, coping with the, the, um, the behaviour and the challenges of their loved one and coping with the anxiety that comes with being invested in someone that's not doing well. So that's definitely um, our, our mission, and, and um, we have a vision for Aotearoa that um, whānau are at the heart of mental health and wellbeing support, um, that, that communities are empowered to support each other rather than um, fighting to get into overwhelmed clinical services where if you need diagnosis and pills, then they've got the answer for you. But if not, they're probably going to send you back into the community mm -hmm. and, and whānau are going to end up um, dealing with those issues anyway. So let's, let's empower them to do it well. Yeah, I know. Great messaging there. So, look, if anyone does want to um, look at seeing how they can get involved um, as to whether that's helping as a volunteer or donating some funding, um, how do they go about that? 
Yeah, so the, the website, um, yellowbrickroad.org.nz, um, would be the, the best place to go. And yeah, certainly if you want to get involved in volunteering, if you want to get involved in fundraising, I don't know, um, the billionaires that are listening to this radio show, um, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely uh, personally talk to you. So um, yeah. Yeah, but also if you're a f- get involved. yeah, but also if you're a whānau out there who's struggling and who who just needs some support, needs to talk to someone, needs to have someone just listen, mm. or needs some ideas, resources, uh, c- come to us. We would really love to hear from you and to have the privilege of being able to walk that journey of courage for you. Right. So it sounds like uh, your website's the best port of call uh, mm. for everyone. So that was yellowbrickroad.org.nz. Um, and uh, or else it's, um, you said you've got a local branch somewhere, have yeah, you? In Tarapa. In mm. Tarapa as mm-hmm. well. So uh, that's here in Hamilton. So if anyone across the Wakata Rohi is, um, you know, very much thinking, yeah, I much prefer to just to maybe go and have a chat uh, rather than talk pick up the phone or, or get onto the old keyboard, um, you can do that as well and you'll be able to find the details um, on the website. We've just got a couple of minutes left to go. Um, so any other sort of thoughts or messages or is there any campaigns out there at the moment or is it just really looking at how you can lift the profile um, of Yellow Brick Road and, and uh, get more people on board to be in, sort of help out along the way? Yeah, that's the case. I mean, we're certainly looking to advocate for whānau as well. Um, mm. And we, um, uh, the cool thing about working in the whānau space is lived experience mm. is is rich within our organisation. Because if you're talking about New Zealanders who have a loved one who's experiencing mental illness, that's that's probably most of us, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, that that's woven into our teams and in terms of the whānau support workers and something they bring to support. But, you know, um, we have uh, local advisory groups and regional advisory groups and we have a board that's made up of people with lived experience as well. So I, I think it's, it's it's worth knowing that, that that's another route to be, um, to be involved with us. We're putting, um, you know, gentle pressure on, on the health system to... Um, to, to resource whānau support. It's a, it's a challenging time um, in our mental health sector. Uh, there's a lot going on um, with the restructure of the health system and, um, and uh, an incoming government and all that sort of stuff. Let's not... But, you know, we, we're cautiously optimistic, um, but we're not sitting on our hands either and we're, we're, we're campaigning for um, positive outcomes for whānau. Uh, we also do quite a bit of work in the, um, the suicide prevention, postvention space as well. And I think it's important to highlight that because I, I think that phenomena in New Zealand really does um, talk to some of the challenges and talk to the importance of a whānau approach as well. Because so many of our um, vulnerable people, particularly our vulnerable young people, their, um, their issues aren't characterised by mental illness. Um, it, it's not about uh, a diagnosis that's, um, that's a struggle to them. It's about the real-world challenges of mm. dealing with um, complex social needs, cost of living, um, floods, social cyclones. Media. I'm from yeah. Christchurch, earthquakes. Yeah, um, true. And, and these things build up and they stress us um, and, and the news can stress us. And um, uh, anxious people... Um, mean anxious whānau and really the answer is about quality of life and supporting each other it's not about um, clinical expert knowledge a lot of the time it's about reducing isolation it's about um, helping yourself to be able to help others to be able to you know to lend them uh, your ability to cope when they're not able to cope 
So. All right. Hey, some great messaging there. Thank you. We've run out of time now. So big thank you to uh, John Moore and Viv Head from Yellow Brick Road for coming along um, today. So this is Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM. We'll see you again. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.